everybody. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Japan via River Cruise. I'm Bobby Judo, joining you from Fukuoka. And I'm Ollie Horn, calling you from Jakarta. You heard. Jakarta. You are going all over the place. Uh, we've got another great uh, episode lined up for you today. We're going to be talking some typhoon news. What are the correct kanji for hagibis? Also, social media stalking taken to the next level. Plus, as always, Ali has your recommended river cruise for the week. Ali? Yes, this week I'm recommending a nostalgic river cruise down the Shimantogawa that allows mm. passengers to experience life as it was in ancient Japan, a time before mobile phones, a time before cars, and a time before the invention of the commercial river cruise. So authentic is the experience, they reportedly don't have a boat. Hmm. And uh, something we're particularly proud of, I'll tell you how this very podcast is spearheading the campaign to get the Yanagawa River Cruise registered as a World Heritage Site. Uh, if you'd like to get involved, all you have to do is help us raise the $5 million for the dude at UNESCO. But first, Soap Talk. <laughs> So, Ali, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Um, got here to Jakarta uh, two days ago. Um, was due to do uh, was due to do two shows, and then the promoter said, uh, "Hey, c since you arrive on the Thursday, why don't we add an extra bar show? Um, it's just mm. a bit of fun um, at an Irish pub." And I am reportedly the first comedian ever in Jakarta to have to pull a show because no one turned up. Not even the ticket holders. Oh wow! Uh, and this is a bar show. Yeah. Well, this is in a so in there a, were, an Irish were pub. was there even anybody in just to drink at the bar? No, nah, not really. Uh, like if you're <laughs> if you're not a comedian, you might not know this, but like a bar show is like just a show that you do at a bar, and most of the time it's it can be a little bit more challenging than a regular show because the bar is full of people who are just there because it's a bar. Yeah. This this was full of people that weren't there because I was there. It was, but basically, the, the way that I found out this city works is uh, traffic in Jakarta is mental. I mean, it's absolutely mental. You, a, a journey of of a kilometer of a kilometer can take up to an hour because the cars just don't move, and the it, it's mainly that when it rains, which which it happened last night, uh, everything just grounds to a complete halt. Uh, what happens is that all the motorcyclists, of which there are loads, they'll right. park their vehicles under bridges, which makes uh, like the roads even smaller. Uh, and yeah, I mean, this this city's just not set up for all the people that have a car. Um, and so it was very funny. There was a bit of a, a, a Facebook hoo-ha um, last, well, about three or four weeks ago. Um, a, a comedian called Freddie Quinn, who's a British act, who's very good, and uh, I, I hosted his shows while he was doing them in Malaysia. Um, and he did this run of shows this time last month. Yeah. He posted on Facebook that uh, as kind of a, a little kind of proud boast. Right. Uh, that he'd heard that he was the first British, uh, the first foreign comedian uh, to headline a show in Jakarta. Yeah. Now, he'd, mi he'd misquoted what he'd actually heard from the promoter, which is uh, he was the first comedian to headline a show in a purpose-built comedy club. Because huh. last, last month, uh, they just built their first full-time club yeah the in a lot of a lot of places where like the scenes are just getting off the ground uh in in japan they've got like dedicated japanese comedy theaters but they still don't have like a dedicated uh english language comedy club 
Right, and and Indonesia didn't like doesn't have dedicated comedy spaces either. It's just, right. like stand up just was not a thing. Anyway, but he so he posted this on Facebook, and what happened was a load of uh, boring old comics came out the woodwork, going, um, "Actually, I think you'll find I did a show in Jakarta fifteen years ago." I think, it was, and just not not able to just uh, just yeah, let yeah. either let him have his moment, yeah. um, or and so then um, the the promoter who's been out here for twenty years, right? He's he's seen it all. Um, like commented on this uh, post which Freddie put uh, which said hey I was the first comedian and he was like well actually he was the first comedian foreign comedian to headline a club but you know fair enough and um, so what I did last night was I posted that I that I'd also set a record jokes on Freddie uh, I'm the first foreign comedian to have a gig cancelled <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, well, this, also this the, pro- to me... the promoter was kind to point out that yeah that's that's true there's no caveats needed I think uh, I like that in the background of the picture that you posted when you mentioned that on Facebook, there's like a big Guinness sign in the background. And I I don't yeah. know if that was intentional, like a Guinness World Record kind of like I'm the record holder. <laughs> it wasn't. That's funny, though. Well, actually, I mean, the, the, the show the show was weird as it was because uh, it was in this this kind of back room of a, of a pub. And he want, he said that you've got a choice of where you perform. You either perform on the stage, which is ages away, like so far away from where the people are going to sit. Or you perform on the floor, which is weird because people are sitting on high tables. Right, right. Or you perform, the third option was, there's like a really, really long table that goes, that kind of runs from the stage to the main seating area. And that's used for podium dancing. Uh, you, you could do it on that. Yeah. And all, all three seemed rubbish. So the compromise that they come up with is the steps that go up to the podium from the table side, not from the <laughs> stage <laughs> side, that's just the right height. So already at my sound check, I was standing on a step thinking, <laughs> well, this, <laughs> like, this, um, this, this could go well uh, if, if, if the stars align. So take maybe you it was back a blessing. Your, take you back to your days at CC Cafe, standing on like yeah. a wooden box. <laughs> Well, exactly. Well, I mean, but but that's I mean, that's true even of, of M8. So when, when we moved the shows, so we moved the shows in for Corker to a dedicated venue. And uh, the, the, the guy who runs it was like, hey, I want to make sure it's a really great club. Tell me anything you need, curtains or, or a stage or lighting, and I'll buy it. I want to make it good. And he calls me up. He's like, Ollie, I need you to come around because I need you to check the height of the stage. Yeah. I went, right, okay, what do you think? He went, well, I'm thinking about the height of a beer crate. I was like, oh, that's quite specific. Why do you say that? He went, it will be made of beer crates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, but anyway, in, in, the, in the end, the, the guy wasn't that bothered. But this is yeah. what I found out. In order for me to do that show, right, the, I, we had to get documentation. It cost him, I think, $300 or something uh, in order for the, me to have the right visa. Because uh, Indonesia uh, is a country that likes corruption. And this guy, this promoter, has been stung before where comics haven't been on the right visa. Um, and he's had to like pay bribes of like two or three thousand uh, oh, dollars to, to get, get comics out of trouble. So I had a legit, like a proper performer's visa. They don't yeah. have a category for comedian, so I was a musician, uh, according to my documentation. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, uh, I mean, that, but that, you know, and like there was like a, he had to inform the police of my visit. Um, the, like an immigration official could have come and inspected. There was about six or seven different PDF documents that he sent to me with all stuff that was done, just bureaucracy. <laughs> and and like I, I, I like, I really I like hope... to imagine like like you guys have to like work out a special secret signal so like in case the inspector shows up, like he flashes you a high sign and you just start singing, "I am the very model of a modern major general." <laughs> <laughs> it's a musical, musical performance. 
<laughs> but um, well, but 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 thank but thank goodness. I mean, imagine if they turned up to inspect, which they were absolutely entitled to do. Right, right. right. They just go, hang on, you paid all this for this? <laughs> no, no, no one's here. Um, but thankfully, the show uh, which I did last night, uh, which was in their dedicated club, uh, did go well. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely full of people who didn't really have the English ability to enjoy live stand-up comedy, but that didn't stop me trying my absolute best for 70 minutes. I did 70 minutes to a crowd wow. which didn't understand me. Um, yeah, I'm a hero. That, seem, that seems really contradictory to me because you said you tried your absolute best, and from what I know, your absolute best is like five minutes of material. <laughs> Good. <laughs> right, do we have any, do we have any post? Uh, yeah, actually we did. Uh, we've got uh, another... Two weeks in a row, we have two messages. Uh, first, uh, the first Brian that we've got a message from <laughs> is uh, a Brian, and uh, he says, "I enjoyed the most recent episode. It was nice." Bob, to hear sorry, Bobby. Bobby. Sorry, sorry, Bobby. Um, do we know that this is a? You say Bob. You say Brian. He said, "If we're taking Brian as as our listenership, we're going to have to use a gender neutral term." Okay. Uh, so this Brian is named Brian, and they said. I enjoyed the most recent episode. It was nice to hear Bobby cut Ali some slack for butchering his Japanese pronunciation. After all, Ali is British, and the British are famous for butchering their own language. Buzzing. Uh, I added. I added the buzzing there. Yeah. Um, okay, Brian. Thanks. Um, thanks for that. Not sure where you're from, but I'm sure it sucks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Next is uh, one we've got. A, this Brian is called Matthias, 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 or Matthias, or uh, something. It says, "Hey, hey, awesome podcast. Reminds me of my time in Fukuoka. Want to go back and see you guys in another comedy gig at Mate, or as Ali calls it, M8, because he butchers language." Uh, and there's a PS. It says, "I don't recommend the quote-unquote river cruise from northern Africa to Italy." Heard it is often wet and cramped. <laughs> okay, so hold on, hold on a second here, because I want to just make sure that we're all on the same page. Uh, I think that what Matthias here is saying is that um, th this river cruise that he's put in quotes uh, is a slave trading ship that is yeah. taking that is taking Africans to Europe to sell them as part of the slave trade, and he's saying that the conditions on board the slave ship are not ideal. Um, I'm not sure what to say. He's probably right. Uh, I, unless he's talking, I mean, the, the the other more generous reading is he's making a point about um, the modern, um, the modern, <sighs> I can't think of a generous reading, actually. Yeah, I think this is a, is a, is a good, uh, exercise in, in organic unity because he mentions the comedy gigs at Mate and then makes a joke that is just on par for the level of comedy at Mate. So <laughs> Hey, yeah, if that, that would go down very well at an open mic. Um, yeah. Also, w w was, it, was it him that said um, that I butcher language or you added that as well, did you? No, that was uh, a Brian who said that in the previous message. I know, but, but you also said while you read the message out uh, oh, no, 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 no. M8. I, yeah, I, I put that in there. Is it oh. actually M8? Well, I just I, always from, assumed it was mate. Well, the owner told me it was because it stands for Mohican 8. Uh, I'm trying to work out why. Well, because the owner's got a Mohican. 
and eight is a number. <laughs> I, I honestly, it took me a second to figure out whether or not you were saying the hairstyle, the Mohican, or the Mohawk, or if you were just really pretentiously pronouncing Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. I really didn't know. But with that, should we should we go ahead and get into the news? Yeah, okay, let's do the news. Bobby, what's in the news this week? It's big news for big news for news this week in it news. It is uh, big news for news because we've got Typhoon number 19 or Typhoon Hagibus uh, is actually about to strike. Uh, it's about to make land in Tokyo, Chiba area as we speak. Um, I'm very far from Tokyo and I've got crazy strong wind outside the house right now. I got um, strong wind as well. Oh, you're talking about the typhoon. Yeah, yeah, the typhoon wind. Uh, and there's been a bunch of, of related uh, controversies uh, in terms of how the Japanese media and how the people in Japan right now are preparing and dealing with the typhoon. Did you see the rugby one? Yeah, well, we talked about it on um, rugby, rugby. Ah, rugby. We love rugby. Ah, uh, we love rugby. We? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because the uh, All Blacks fans in particular are very upset that they came in to see uh, the All Blacks play Japan. And... The games, when they get, they don't get postponed, they get cancelled due to weather. It's the first time in a Rugby World Cup that a game has ever been cancelled due to weather, and those games are just considered draws. And since they're already pretty far along in the tournament, again, uh, we don't want to say anything that demonstrates that we have a knowledge of rugby, because we save all of that for our other podcast, Rugby, Rugby, oh, we love rugby. Um, but, But I guess that means that they take a, a draw where they expect that they could have won, but they're really disappointed that they that they don't get to see their rugby games, which some people are saying is kind of inconsiderate because this might kill people. Well, so can rugby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so the, the I mean ty- typhoons are bad, and in Japan they can get particularly bad, and. I remember once there being a typhoon coming and people somewhat, in my view, overreacting, uh, like buying too many supplies than they might necessarily have needed. Is there a lot of panic going on at the moment? Well, yeah, uh, I think there is a lot of I don't know if it's overreacting because I don't know what's going to happen. If you watch the Japanese uh, media, then it makes it look like it's going to be the end of the world. They put on all these like videos of what happens to buildings or you know, cars or trucks or, or bicycles in similar wind conditions where they've like replicated the wind conditions and they show like houses being torn apart. And they've, they've done all this stuff like, you know, when, when a wet newspaper gets picked up by wind of a certain level, it like breaks windows and what happens when abandoned umbrellas go flying around. And they're showing all of these kind of like doomsday images on uh, TV, which everybody uh, I think is taking pretty seriously. Um, but you never really know. I mean, we'll probably know by the time this podcast goes up. So apologies for anything that sounds insensitive to all of the people who've lost their lives. Um, they won't be listening, will they? No. But uh, okay. one of the one of the news items that we wanted to talk about was, uh, let's see here, typhoon warning well, from NHK to all foreigners causes controversy online. So the actual NHK, news is um, the news. The news has become yeah, yeah. the news. NHK Who news guards the guards? Sent out a tweet uh, to Gaikokujin no Minasan-e, which is to all the foreigners here. 
And there's this big push behind Yasashi Nihongo, uh, easy Japanese, easy to understand Japanese. And so to make the typhoon uh, preparedness information more readily available to all foreigners, what they did was they sent out a message entirely in hiragana. Uh, and and as you hiragana expect, being one of the th- one of the three Japanese writing systems, the one that the is... the most basic. The, the yeah, the it's associated basic with alphabet. children. It's what children learn first. And as expected, you know, it caused a lot of controversy uh, among Japanese people. Uh, no, not Japanese people. Foreigners in Japan. Um, do you have what, what were they? They were they were upset because they said, "Hey, you don't need to write it in this basic alphabet. I'm a big boy. I've learned Japanese. I can read the actual news." To which people responding, "Do that then." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like the idea that there were not. There were not tweets also in, geared towards Japanese people who comprehend Japanese that involve like kanji and things like that. And but, there I were mean, loads I, of I, them. I see, but like NHK's. Well, this this is this is the way that I see it, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a a, a a Twitter user called Alice, who I think is friends with Michaela, uh, who who was one of the top comments in response to this, and she said, "The thing is." Foreign people can just use an online dictionary like Imiwa. So it doesn't matter yeah, if you yeah. use kanji because we can always look it up. And that's generally true, right? That annoyed the me other... when I'd receive an email all in hiragana or all in or all in katakana I've had once. I'm sure, I think you've had that yeah, as well, haven't if, you? If you're using any kind of translation software, then not including any kanji and just writing out all in hiragana makes it very, very impossible to parse for a translation server. Um so I right. get that side of it. I also get, I have received emails written all in hiragana. I have received emails written all in katakana. And without kanji that show you where to parse them, it, it's just this big overwhelming block of text that like attacks your eyes. And and when I've received them from people that I know know my Japanese level, I do feel kind of condescended to or pandered to or insulted. However, my overall take on this is that Part of the outrage is from these foreigners who who go, you know, we can read kanji, we can handle kanji, and you've lumped all foreigners, you've stereotyped all foreigners as these people who can only read hiragana because we're children in your eyes. But the people who are saying that are forgetting that there are all of these other foreigners who speak other languages and yeah. foreigners at all levels. And so the outrage also is based on this idea that all foreigners are under the same category that you think you're in. Yeah, well, well, and, well also, so, so first thing in response to Alice's point, which is, well, you can just put it through a dictionary. You can, but how would you know that's the right tweet to do so, right? Like, no one has time to put every single NHK tweet through, uh, through, through Google Translate. So it's absolutely fair play for NHK to say, hey, this tweet's important. Foreigners read this one. Uh, yeah, and and also yeah, and, and then some people were like, well, couldn't you just put it in English or put it in Korean? It's like, well, no, there's there's people in Japan from hundreds of countries uh, who can't necessarily read the English or the Korean or the Chinese. Uh, yeah, I I think maybe it's a bad optics thing to say gai kokujin no minasai. They could have just said, um, you know, juyo yasashi nihongo bashon or something. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That might well, have been slightly better optics. So the Rising Wasabi is this like the Japanese Onion style newspaper that that publishes all of these uh, parody news articles about Japan, and the last couple have just been like they haven't even parodied them because <laughs> this, 
they're just real news that seems like parody. So one of them was uh, about this, you know, NHK tweets warning to foreigners in all hiragana. And it's funny because it's something that happens to us in our daily lives when Japanese people assume that we can't handle Japanese. But the other one that, that came right on the heels of it was there's a Japanese media was it the report. Nobel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyodo Tsushin, the news agency <laughs> Kyodo Tsushin so reports funny, <laughs> that Nobel Bungaku Show wa Gaikoku Jin ni is the headline, which means the Nobel, Nobel Prize in Literature goes to foreigners. <laughs> Goes to a foreigner, yeah. which is basically their way of saying it wasn't Murakami this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get it this time. Uh, oh, it's but... so funny, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me of um, when I did the, the all Japanese show in at the Edinburgh Festival two years ago. We did a one-off show all in Japanese and Saku Yanagawa uh, kind of promoted it and um, man- we managed to get quite a big crowd. Yeah. And uh, I emceed it and I said, it's so nice to see so many foreigners here in one place and like the japanese bloke on the front row turned around and like obviously looked back at me as if to go like i need to see a couple of white people right right i was like hey man from from my perspective this is my country right now you're a foreigner (laughs) and it seems like such a trite observation but that is like really progressive comedy for for a japanese audience they just don't get it's so progressive that nobody would understand it uh, yeah, well, I had, I mean, I, I got a laugh when I told them they had to laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, but, well, I, I don't know, man. It's like, so, the internet's just full of people showing off that they, that they speak good Japanese. Uh, and that's not, not, not limited to this podcast. Nope. Uh, nope, nope. Where we, we will often speak some Japanese without translation because we're arrogant. Well, to our dear listenership, uh, including, uh, Brian, including, was it Matthias? Yes. Don't I forget do, don't forget Jackie who's still waiting on her Korean information. Uh okay. <laughs> right, okay, and Jackie as well. Uh we know that your Japanese is shit, all right? So so next time there's any kind of warning, right? Trust us who does speak Japanese, we will translate any emergency news on this podcast within our release schedule. I feel like I'm starting to agree with Brian, who, who accused you of butchering your own language. <laughs> what, what did I just do wrong? I think you just said, who does? Us, oh. you, you said, like, unlike, you said, like, us, who does? Yeah, like us, who does? <laughs> I, I, I just want to go on the record as saying I'm no longer trying to alienate the Brian's. But, oh, oh, so now it's this is an us, an us versus them situation, and you're with the Bryans. I think we can play good cop, bad cop with the Bryans. Like I'll, I'll, I'll try to be their friend and you know reward them for their participation in the show, and you can. And I'll shoot them because I presume they're black. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have, we have uh, any more on the on the typhoon? I guess until the typhoon comes, there's. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, to avoid putting our, our our feet in our mouths because. Uh, the typhoon is coming right now. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about the next news item, which uh, is uh, from the BBC. So anytime that you see a Japanese-focused story picked up in the Western media, you can be sure it's about some crazy shit. Oh, well, particularly the BBC, because the, the reporter that does it for the BBC does, 
does seem to think, well, I mean, I guess he knows his readership. Anything crazy Japan, anything where uh, people are perverted um, or not having sex. I mean, the, the BBC is obsessed yeah, the with the idea that Japan thing. isn't having yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes um, no sense at all. They obviously, um, they obviously heard my news uh, of four years of, of a sexist Japan experience. Well, um, what uh, what what story is this in particular? It's it's the, probably uh, about someone being oh it's the yeah the guy oh yeah yeah exactly fits yeah. the mold yeah, a yeah. weirdo stalker found Japanese singer through reflection in her eyes uh, so this has all the elements that the BBC uh, as a representative of the Western media loves about crazy Japan news uh, otaku poi stalkers like really kind of like subculture geeky nerdy dangerous people uh it has sexual assaults which is always great for news uh and then it has uh japanese idols so it's a japanese man accused of stalking and sexually assaulting a young pop star told police he located her through the reflection in her eyes in a picture according to local media reports oh and it has uh, abusive technology as well which is another another great it's pushing all the buttons isn't it yep so the story is uh, this idol, and I and an idol is a, a like a singer in a band, like a pop, pop star, like a like a pop star who uh, is kind of like a girl next door and doesn't have to necessarily be good at singing or dancing. Right. Okay. Um. So, so they that 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 section of the talent industry has the same rules for foreigners, uh, foreigners big on TV as well. You just got to look great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, not a fan of that that little joke, Bobby. No, I was reading the article and not actually listening. Um, <laughs> great, <laughs> sorry. Uh, what, it's what okay. Great, it's okay. Nobody playing the podcast is listening either. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we've gone from that. Now we know we do have listeners. We've gone from not that no one's <laughs> listening, but people are listening, but it's in the background. They're, they're not paying attention. Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me get everybody's attention real quick, Brian. Okay, now that uh, <laughs> now that they're hey, back, hey, hey Brian, 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 stop what you're doing, Brian. Now that they're uh, back, uh, <laughs> so this is um this is the man he identified. He studied a selfie that she'd posted online, and he identified a train station sign reflected, and then he waited outside that station until she showed up. So he he. Christ. Figured out that that was a station that she used regularly, and then he showed up, showed up at the station, waited until he found her, and then followed to her, followed her to her home, and uh, sexually assaulted her. Which, um, which I was talking to somebody uh, who works in the news in Japan the other day because they're reporting this in in Japan as well, and they said um, they use the term waisetsu koi, which which is a there's a difference between sexual assault and rape. So if they use the term gokan or something like that, then you you could be clear that it was rape. But this because they call it waisetsu koi, it was probably uh, like grabbing her or molesting her or feeling her up. And that was as far as it went. Right. Which is still, Bobby, very bad. It's still very, uh, very bad. Yeah. So but, well, why, don't we, why don't we focus more on the, the novel side of the story, which is that he used this picture rather than the sexual assault side of the story, because I've got nothing good to say about the way that the Japan deals with sexual assault. I will, yeah. um, I will in a rare moment of me being uh, serious and candid, uh, my ex-girlfriend, so yes, that little joke earlier that I didn't have sex was a lie, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a Japanese girlfriend. Bobby, congratulate me. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, 
she wouldn't it have been good if she was black as well? She, uh, you're no? just ticking off all the bingo categories, right? <laughs> um, uh, she, again, again, uh, you're the most diverse white dude in all of podcasting. Thank you. Uh, she was. Uh, she very briefly worked uh, at a at a gym, at a fitness gym, uh, as a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And there were four girls that worked there, and all four of them had stories about the boss who was being creepy. And he would say, part of our training style is you've got to be really hands-on, you know, make sure you're pulling your guests, pu- pulling our clients' shoulders back to help with their form, whatever. And uh, he, like, full-on was grabbing her ass. And she yeah. said, that's not all right, is it? I said, no. Like, that's yeah, yeah. absolutely not cool. If you don't want that to happen... Uh, tell him not to. She went. I can't tell him not to. And anyway, it got it got it got worse. Um, and he would, you know, like hands would linger and stuff. And sh- and she said, like, what should I do? And I said, well, either you, uh, you quit. But really, like, what he's doing is he's breaking the law. So if you want to go to the police, you should. If yeah. this makes you feel feel bad. And she said, I'm too scared to go. Uh, so I went myself. Uh, and I, I turned up to the police station. I said, um, I'd like to know, uh. I'd like some information about how you would report uh, sexual harassment. And they said, uh, were you sexually harassed? You went on your own la- without her? Yeah, she was oh. too scared to even go into the police station. So I, I just, so she, but she went, if there's a number I can call, I'll call. And so I went, uh, I just went to the police station just asked. I was like, uh, I'd like to know if there's any number I can call to talk about uh, sexual harassment and the police officer laughed they were like you were sexually harassed and i was like no 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 i'm i'm speaking on behalf of, of my girlfriend uh she's been sexually harassed at work and uh she'd like to speak to someone about it but she's too nervous uh to to come into a police station to speak to bigoted old men like you um, yeah. who laugh at the idea that a man might have been sexually harassed i didn't say that obviously and uh like they had a chat amongst themselves they do have they... a real like a sensitivity issue oh f- for sure and uh, he, there was just he just couldn't provide me with anything. He said the only advice he gave. He said um, he said uh, could she try asking him asking the boss to stop? And I was like, you are not helpful. Yeah. Um, in the end, we googled something and she she called, but nothing nothing came of it. Um, I but I, I think I think she, I mean she you know she she quit the job as, as soon as she as soon as she could. So yeah. Uh, I've got no time at all for talking about. Um, well, it was. It's sad to me that you said like let focus on the novel uh, aspect of it because sexual harassment, sexual assault is not novel at all here uh, or anywhere really. Um, well, that, oh, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. let's not let's not dwell on this part too much. Let's sort of the funny part. He used he used he used a picture. <laughs> uh, well, so that that also gets frustrating because a large part of the reaction to this news has been like, well, maybe this is, will be a wake up call for young women who are obsessed with putting their photos online because your personal yes. information can be found yes. out about it. Yes, and it's yes, like, yes. finally, yes. No, absolutely. My instinct too was to try and find a way to to blame the victim, and, and I'm glad you found the angle. Let's don't put that angle on me, okay? <laughs> not not my <laughs> angle. Uh, this is something that. That uh, especially some Japanese uh, commenters and also some some English language commenters have said, like, you know, women have an obsession with, you know, getting validation online, which, number one, this is not just a woman. This is a pop star who, like, part of her business is gaining admiration and followers online. Uh, and then you, you blame you. So, so the Twitter thread that I saw was a guy saying, uh 
you know, it should be the woman's responsibility to protect themselves. You know, if you put your personal information out there, uh, the wrong people will see it and find it. And they were reacting to... themselves against what? They, so what they were saying is you make it sound like all men are these crazy stalkers, but really it's only a crazy few out there. And if they find your personal information, you got to worry about that. And which kind of seems like it negates their argument to me, because if you're saying there are only that not all men are dangerous and that there are only a few crazy ones out there, then then again, why are you blaming the person who was harassed by a minority crazy person? Like, Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've, you're kind of preaching to the choir here. But um, what, so what's like? What's been the, the the Japanese media's main take on this? Are they saying idols need more protection? Are they saying um, are they somehow like whenever I've seen stuff like this before? There's always been some kind of well, if they weren't so beautiful, if they if if if, if they didn't make men fall in love with them so much, men wouldn't go to these crazy lengths. I, I've seen that. I've seen that hot take a couple of times. I think there have been a handful of of incidences since like 2016. There was a a singer was stabbed. There was um someone who had her address leaked to two obsessive fans who showed up at her house and assaulted her. Um, and then this one and the way that the media has handled them afterwards has been horrendous enough to to get backlash. And so I think like. The, the woman who was stabbed is suing the government for not doing enough to protect her. Uh, the, the one earlier this year, uh, Yamaguchi Maho, she, she brought down a lot of heat on her, her management agency for not doing enough to protect her and for creating this culture that allows men, including crazy men, to think that it's their right to have access to these women. But... Um, but it also, I mean, the main focus in the Japanese media has been in how he used the the photos, how he used her social media to track her down. Uh, even on one of the shows that I work with, they recreated. They took a, a reporter out to a local station and took pictures of her that you could see uh, Tenjin train station sign in her in her iris. So, so what was that news proving? Does that 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 news item seems like it's victim blaming? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think Japan tends to walk a fine line between saying like you should do things to to avoid being victimized, but I don't necessarily feel like it it says it was her fault for posting that picture. Um there is a large focus on prevention in terms of any kind of crime. Like we talked about in the Aori Unten episode that we did about like the the response to it is everybody needs to get dash cams. Everybody needs to get drive recorders to yeah. prevent, you know, to prevent or to protect yourself in cases of incidences of road rage. Um, and like the, the scams, the ore ore sagi or like the bank furikomi sagi where people call up elderly people and talk them into, you know, sending them money by bank transfer. It's all focused on like what you can do to be aware of and prevent it. And I rarely see anything, especially in terms of sexual assault, aimed at educating Japanese men not to sexually assault or anything in terms of like analyzing and looking into why the idol culture or the culture around gender relations makes men feel entitled to do whatever they want. Yeah, well, on the note of, of of men being entitled, I think one way, of course, in which these idols can make sure that they 
aren't stalked by foreign men is to make sure that they only stand in front of train signs which are written in kanji. <laughs> I can I could feel you looking at the clock and seeing how long we've gone over and going, I need to end this on something funny. I need to end this on something funny. Yeah, was that funny enough? Yeah, let's call it there. <laughs> Thanks, Brian, for sticking through to the end. Yeah, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We we do uh, actually sincerely appreciate your listenership. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us a message at www.japanbyrivercruise.com where you can find our messaging box. But we'd rather you didn't because we do reluctantly read every message on air. Yes. Uh, also, if you're interested in sending us a message about rugby, where do they go, Bobby? They go to rugby, rugby, oh, we love rugby, uh, com with three A's. And if you want to subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it probably has a subscribe button. Um, that might be written in Japanese. What would be the Japanese word, Bobby? Uh, Toroku. Oh, they won't be able to read that. Uh, 